Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. I guess I need to, if I'm going to add that introduction, I might try it for Monday. I was just, as I was saying it, belatedly thinking I should add that in. I'd have to say, good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, except I'd have to say my name properly. Like, take three. Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy author of fantasy and romantic fantasy. And I'm here with my first cup of coffee. That was pretty good, wasn't it? And look, my trumpet vine is blooming. I'm going to take a picture of it. I know you guys are really excited. What do you think? Is it safe to put my coffee cup down on this? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I'm going to try positioning it a little bit better for optimal photography. This vine I planted several years ago and it had yet to bloom. And now we have blossoms. How'd that come out? I really need to clean off my phone. Oh, it came out out of focus. God damn it. I don't know what it is with me and taking photos of flowers. They Never wants to focus on the flower. Let's try that one. I'm about out of storage on my phone. Oh, that came out pretty well. They're pretty. I'm so excited. I mean, it's like two blossoms, but you know, you got to start somewhere. This is the first time it's bloomed. That's a good omen. Very excited about some things that I have. My irons in the fire. So... So that just reminds me, I forgot to do something this morning. I wonder if I should go put out something so I'll remember to do it. Yeah, well, we'll try. I had a couple of um, primroses yesterday. I didn't take their pictures since I've shown you guys the primroses before. I don't want you to get bored of me. <laughs> but they were very pretty. Again, the transient flowers. I did um, put up a photo yesterday of more morning glories. The morning glories are really blooming away. So for those of you who uh, bore with me during the great morning glory seed drought of early 2020, <laughs> when I could not order morning glory seeds for love or money, and finally did, finally got these ones at the hardware store, you know, and I found the one site that would let me order them and I don't know if I told you guys, those seeds, and from like Park Seed, who I've ordered from before, you know, they said, oh, well, you know, we'll get them to you as soon as we can. We're, you know, understaffed, all this thing, you know, because of COVID. And uh, they, those came in like July. <laughs> those seeds in like July. I was like, okay, so way too late to, <laughs> to plant for this year. I mean, I appreciate the thought, you guys, but I think I would have much preferred if they had just said, oh, why don't we hang on to, to them for you for next spring? But I just put them away. Put them somewhere safe where I will undoubtedly forget about them. I should tell you guys. So next spring when I say, where did I put those morning glory seeds? You all can remind me. Um, I guess I was so caught up in my new introduction, practicing that, that I forgot to say that today is Friday, August 14th. 
almost to the middle of August. Oh, there's a nice cool breeze. It's a little warm. Um, we're really having a hot August with our monsoons have just not not kicked in this year. You know, we had those few days of monsoon moisture and then nothing, not getting our regular afternoon rainstorms. I, uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned that, you know, I love the Dark Sky app and I turned my mom on to the Dark Sky app. It was just the best micro weather app. And it would tell you when it was raining. I had it set to give me a notification when it would start raining. My life kind of revolves around <laughs> wanting it to rain, I guess. And in New Orleans, when we were there for my mom's birthday a few years back, we really used Dark Sky a lot to, because it rained a whole lot while we were there, and we used it to time our ventures out. So we would be walking around in the French Quarter and it would start pouring rain and we would look to see and it would say, oh, that it was going to rain for 20 minutes. So we'd go in somewhere and like have a drink and then 20 minutes would come out and it would be done. It was really handy. So my mom loved it too. And then Apple bought it. And I feel like, I feel very in the know now that we have been watching Silicon Valley. I feel like I totally understand this, all of these terms in a way that I didn't before. But Apple bought Dark Sky, and I have an Android phone, as does my mom. And they said that the Dark Sky app would be disappearing off of the Android phone. You know, and that's like, those fuckers. <laughs> Apple is just, they're such bastards. And they make me think of Hooli on Silicon Valley. I mean, they're totally Hooli, aren't they? And people are saying, oh, well, Hooli's Google. And it's like, oh, I don't know. I think Hooli's Apple. But they're just such... Um, you know, always trying to corner the market on things. So apparently, I was reading an article on The Verge that was saying that Dark Sky, um, the API, will probably get incorporated into the Apple iOS, and that's part of why it got discontinued from Android, despite the fact that they're really trying to battle back Android. But I'll tell you what, I switched to Android reluctantly, mainly because I didn't want to ramp up to a new phone. I originally had a BlackBerry back in the day that was like my first and my first my first smartphone um and i didn't love the blackberry and my boss convinced me to get an apple phone the next time because she said it's so much more intuitive you'll be so happy and it was it was but i can't tell you how many apple phones i went through they break like crazy and this last time the last time one broke which was two years ago now uh the guy at verizon said you know try this um LG V30. He said, you'll be so happy with it. You know, and it's true because I even cracked the screen, which I've been living with. It doesn't bother me and it's not affecting the phone at all. So, you know, that's pretty awesome. <clears throat> so I think uh, Apple's having a hard time fighting back uh, against the Android. One can only hope. So anyway, part of the reason I was looking up this Verge article was I was looking for an alternate app for my mom and I, and I ended up trying Carrot, and they recommended Carrot. And Carrot's okay. Um, it's The snarky voice is definitely snarky, and that's like you can go friendly, snarky. Uh, let's see. Let's look here. I, I ended up turning off the voice because I didn't really like the voice. Um, 
it still thinks it's raining. That's what's funny is this morning it said it's raining. You guys, it is clear skies. It is blue skies and Carrot thinks it's raining. So they said they're using the same um, API as Dark Sky and that they would be switching to a new one by the end of 2021, which is what I feel like I understand now with having watched Silicon Valley. You could choose friendly, snarky, homicidal, or overkill, which includes profanity. And I, of course, you guys know me, I don't have no problem with profanity, but um, I don't know. Like right now it says, ha ha, it's raining right now. Um, it acts like rain is a bad thing, um, besides the fact that it's not raining right now. So, so far with Carrot, I am dubious. So I know you guys are not terribly concerned with my micro weather apps, but you know, the thing is, is with, <laughs> she said, continuing to talk about it. The thing about, I, I want to come back to you. There we go. Weather apps. And I don't know if it's true for you guys, but like a lot of weather apps pick out Santa Fe. They'll just take Santa Fe. And I'm about a five, a thousand feet higher than Santa Fe itself and a little bit to the north. And our weather in here is not the same <laughs> as the weather in town. So, I don't know, the, the regular weather app things just don't really work. And my mom has the same thing, that where she is is not the same as downtown Tucson. So she was happy with Carrot initially because she said that the, what Carrot said the temperature was matched their outdoor thermometer. So, but, okay, so the raining thing is just not quite bearing out. So let's see. I had a really good time at Ryder Coffee yesterday. We've, um, we're putting together some projects. Uh, this beta reading circle I'm very excited about. And they're revved about it too. So that's cool. And I did get 3,000 more words yesterday. I, I definitely passed my um, 35,000 mark. Uh, although it did end very neatly, that scene three ending ended neatly at the right point. But I kept going because I wanted to get just a little bit more of um, of this point that Sarah and I agreed I should write to. So I started writing into the next chapter. So I've got like 37,000 words on that. And so I'm going to just tie that up a little tightly today. I'm, I don't know if I'll write to the end of that chapter or not. Probably I will, because I think it would be weird to submit it without. And then I need to go back and tighten up a little bit of the um, magical world building. And then I'm going to be the first test of our new beta readers group. Send that out to everybody. We'll see how they do. <laughs> It'll It's a good mix of men and women, so... Um, I think that would be, I think that'll work out well. As long as I don't scare them off with um, the sex. <laughs> My mom is texting me. Don't text me, Mom. I'm doing the podcast. She asked me if I have any exciting plans for the weekend. So I'll just answer here. Um, no, we don't have exciting plans for the weekend. Does anybody ever have exciting plans for the weekend? I think not. I actually have some plans for next weekend. My birthday is Saturday, and we're going to do some fun things. 
But this weekend, no, uh, I think we're just going to hang out. Um, we could talk about taking the kayaks out, but, you know, without the monsoons going, the water levels are so low. There's not many places to take them. They're just not flat out, not opening Cochiti Reservoir this year because of the pandemic. That's um, run by the tribe, and they, you know, they just don't have the staffing to monitor it. I guess I could see what David wants to do, but I think no, we'll probably just hang out. Um, I really need to get a bunch of stuff shipped. I need to send stuff for my aunt's birthday and belatedly for my grandson's birthday, but he just turned one, so I think he doesn't read calendars well yet, so hopefully he won't know that his grandparents are major slackers. <laughs> and uh, no, but I do have plans for next weekend, so that'll be nice. So, yeah, once I send Dark Wizard off to uh, the beta reading group, then I'm going to switch over to this novella, which will also help me tighten up the world building. I'm still not... This will be one of the first times that I've tried to write a story where I don't know yet who the characters are. You know how we always get asked that in interviews. Where do you start the story? And for me, I always start the story with a character, a character... Um, dealing with a particular situation. And in this case, I do not know who my characters are. I just know the setting. And I know a couple of things that I want to have happen in the story to be a prequel for Dark Wizard. And <laughs> that'll be kind of interesting to write, won't it? Um, but I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling trying to describe you know like I don't have a burning spark to write this story but I'm kind of curious to come at it this way there is something that's fun about a writing assignment um, and I feel like I've always been good at writing to assignments I used to do that a lot when I was um, mainly an essayist is I would look for calls or occasionally would be invited to submit to various places and on a theme you know and it would be like write an essay on this theme or addressing this problem and that was fun i always liked doing that i was just thinking about one time that i was invited to submit to an anthology on um what was the exact theme of it uh it was it was like on environmental degradation. It was environmental something like that. And I wrote an essay that ended up being in my essay collection, Wyoming Trucks, True Love and the Weather Channel, that was called, um, what did I call it? Something, I think I changed the name. It was about Pinto Creek, and I, eh, I'd have to look up. Isn't that funny? I can't remember. Anyway, it was about working on this creek in Arizona as an environmental consultant where um, a copper mine had had a massive tailings spill and the tailings had all slid into this canyon and like totally filled it up. Um, tailings is about underneath that crust. Sometimes you could see the tailings piles near mines. They sort of look like really ugly, bland mesas and they're 
it's the all the rock that they've pulverized to extract the copper. And so they mound it up around, and then eventually they have to deal with the tailings. And it gets crusty on top, and they plant stuff on it to try to help stabilize it. But inside, tailings are about the consistency of toothpaste. And so the crust broke, and this toothpaste mash all slid in and filled this canyon that was um, a beautiful, pristine canyon. And they had to go through and do all of this remediation. And I would, as an environmental consultant, we would go every few months and do checks of, you know, like we would scrape algae off of rocks and we would count fish and we would check the water quality. We would do all of these things to track the uh, recovery of the ecosystem. And so... I mean, you guys know me. I'm I'm Miss Happy Ending. I wrote this as a hopeful essay. I wrote about the transformation of the canyon and what it was like to go from seeing this horrible devastation and seeing it repaired and coming back two years later and, you know, what they did was they reconstructed the stream. They had gone through, and because of the mine being there, they had all of these things that they had to comply with in order to sort of safeguard the stream. And so they had mapped it very carefully with all these photos. And so as the toothpaste came in, it rolled the rocks down. And they, you know, they were, we were working with several other uh, environmental consulting firms, all handling different pieces. And one of the other firms had gone in and replaced the rocks, you know, and they had like done their best to reconstruct the whole thing. And they had diverted water from the creek. So the whole thing was dry. And it was like walking through a stage set. So like even in these, where these deep pools were, you know, you could, I would walk down through this dry creek bed, you know, where like, the waterfalls would be and everything old thing. I was walking along the bottom of it. It was really kind of an extraordinary experience. And then going back a year later and being in it with the water flowing through it and, you know, and of course it was Arizona desert in the springtime and everything. And so I would dive down into the pool to get my rocks from the bottom. And to me, it was an extraordinarily hopeful thing. It was a, we can rebuild, you know, that there are, are ways to manage these things that we've done that the destruction is not permanent that we are capable of going in and making things better again and so so hopefully i say and the uh the editor hated it <laughs> she's like this is not what i expected from you i was like yeah well sorry <laughs> it was kind of funny and then when i saw her final anthology i totally got it because it was all like you know death and doom and destruction and what was us um, anyway, well, it's kind of a long story. But I've been talking for a while now, haven't I? Uh, so I think I'm just going to go in and start staging, getting ready for work. I've got 45 minutes to meet Dorinda, so I will probably go ahead and post the podcast. First cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you'll find other podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend, okay? Take care. Bye-bye.